Hey there, literary fans, and welcome to episode 117 of Jeff Reads His Book. I am your host, Jeff, and today we're reading chapter 23 of Powerless, a book I wrote in a month. So if you want to get in touch with me, head over to jeffreadsisbook.com. There's three ways to contact me, and we'll go over those at the end of the show. But more importantly, while you're at jeffreadsisbook.com, you're going to want to buy one of the two books for sale there that I wrote also in a month. I didn't write two books in a month, but um, you would think I would have because they're so bad. Uh, yes, but anyway, you can buy two books. You can get them printed. They're pretty snazzy. Amazon's going to take their goddamn time doing that. And then they're going to mail them to you. That's fun. Or uh, get an ebook, And I think you get that instantly, but, you know, it's not as fun I don't sell any of these. I don't think anybody listens, but I've been real, you know, that's not fair to say to like people who do listen to podcasts because I've been real inconsistent this fall with like when episodes are made and when they come out. And I think we've missed multiple weeks at this point, which is a real bummer. And that's on me, you know, but we'll try to calm that down. We're trying to get this back on track for the last, what, like five episodes of this podcast. (laughs) Still... I'm not writing a book in November. I don't think I will. That seems like a lot of work. I don't know. I feel like I don't want it this time. I need a break. Yeah, yeah, we might do that. Uh, what the hell was I talking about? Just being, I don't know, inconsistent. And that's a bummer. I still like doing the podcast. It's just that sometimes I procrastinate way too much on like the editing and then listening to it to make sure it's cool And all that. And I mean, of course it's cool. This podcast is cool as hell, right, bitches? Okay. Yeah. Um, I feel like there was something else I was going to talk about. I don't know. We're doing this on a Sunday, regular time. Uh, It's just before lunch. And we're going to try to make this fun. Uh, I got a freaking meeting today at 2, which really fucks up my afternoon. I'm supposed to mow the lawn, but I think I'm going to leave that till tomorrow. Because why do it now when I can do it tomorrow? Yay! Anywho, what are we doing? Why don't we get into this book? I don't think you guys need to know about my Sunday plans today, right? Today, we are reading chapter 23. This one's a long one. It comes in at 215 lines in this book. Uh, All I've written for notes here is it's going to be like sneaky. They're going to do some sneaking around. Ooh, exciting. And they're going to be doing a little investigation. If you recall, they've been going to Freben's Run to investigate what happened when the magistrates attacked some other wizards or witches or mages, whatever we call it in this book. I don't remember. And uh, they're going to see what happened. That's Henry and Margot. Yeah. So very exciting, right? Okay. I don't see any reason to explain any more of this. I'm not real sure what happens in this chapter, but we're going to find out as we dive in to chapter 23. So for today's chapter, I'm going to be sipping on a delicious can of Labatt Blue Light. Okay. Now that I've opened it, I really think I probably should have got like a beer koozie. It's just dripping water. Very humid down here right now. Hmm. In the old basement studio, if you catch my drift. Hmm. I don't really have too much beer left. We bought a lot of wine yesterday. Went over to the local winery and got 
I think four bottles after we drank a whole bottle there. So, oh, and I got this pepper jelly. Yeah, kicks ass. Um, anywho, Labatt Blue Light, delicious beer. Try it. It's from Canada. Canada's fun, right? Mm. I can't go there because I'm American. Well, I guess you can, but I don't know. Pandemic and God knows what's open and eh, whatever. All right. <laughs> I'm tired. Let's read this book. That'll lift my spirits. Not. That was cool, huh? All right. That was pretty cool. That's what a cool guy would say. Henry awoke in the morning, sore but safe, as he expected. Margot lay beside him, facing away and breathing slowly and regularly, still asleep. He knew she would want to be woken up as soon as possible. That's ASAP if you're like in the medical field. But he preferred to let her sleep peacefully just a while longer. That way he can creep out on her more. There had been sun much hostility the night before that he wasn't sure it would gave dissipated by this morning. Terrible sentence. <laughs> After laying and watching her from behind for a few minutes, God damn it, <laughs> he is really being creepy, he sighed and gently tried to wake her. He started with just stroking her arm, but when that failed, he gave her gave a little shake to her shoulder. To his immense surprise, she sprang up into a sitting position, looking around the room frantically. "'What's wrong? Where are they?' she said. "'Margot, it's okay,' Henry said, rubbing her back from his still-laying position. I guess that works. I'm going to have some beer. Mm. I'm thirsty. She turned and looked at him on the bed, frowning. She started slapping his chest. Why did you wake me up? Ow, ow, Henry said, laughing. Ha! It's morning, that's all. We should get some breakfast and move on with today. I'm so sore, Margot said like a little bitch, slumping in her sitting position. We walked too much yesterday. Henry was glad that she appeared to be in good spirits rather than rather's misspelled. Just had to enhance that. I think, am I getting like microphone pops? Probably. Who gives a shit? <laughs> Does anybody even listen? The answer, of course, is no. But if you do, go over to jeffreadsbook.com. Write me a letter. Yay! Uh, Henry was glad that she appeared to be in good spirits rather than still angry with him. He climbed to a kneeling position and shuffled around behind her to massage her shoulders. I think from walking... It would be her legs that need the massage, just me. Is that better, he asked. That's nice, she said. He, he upper body limp under his hands. I guess that's a typo too. But it's my legs that are sore. Well, thank you. <laughs> Do you want me to massage them, Henry asked. No, I'm afraid of where that will lead. Woo-hoo-hoo, she said, moving to the side of the bed and standing to stretch. Let's get something to eat and get started. Downstairs, they were served eggs, sausage, and apple juice. That's fun. <laughs> I'm surprised it's not apple cider. Well, what's the difference between apple juice and apple cider? Right into the show, jeffreesisbook.com. Mm. I'm drinking too much beer here. Mm. And it's not even noon. Um, 
Does anybody know where I was? Apple juice. The dining room was empty, and he hoped they wouldn't see any of the red cloaks this morning and set Margot off. Henry asked the barmaid for the morning to let the concerned parties know that they would like the room for a second night as well, and she obliged them. Do you have a plan for us today? Henry asked as he ate. We should first go to the site of the settlement, Margot suggested. We should see what happened there. It'll probably be guarded still. I don't like where still appears in that. It'll probably be... Uh, how would that actually go? It would probably still be guarded. I think as the, like, a regular person would say it, but apparently I'm an idiot. All right. Apparently, ignoring him, Margot continued. Then... I would like to find the three men that the magistrates are looking for. That, I think, is the most interesting part. They would be witnesses who would certainly be on our side. That could be hard, Henry said. They have a whole army searching for them. When they have a giant search like this, she explained, they may have missed a minor detail. There could be just too many people involved. Is that like a rule? I feel like I made that up. See, there's like a microphone pop. What the fudge? Okay. See, like how I'm controlling my language? Yes. All right. Does anybody know? Okay, this is stupid. Um, Henry shrugged and said, sounds fine to me. I wonder how many of how the others are doing. Henry heard another guest coming down the stairs and turned to see one of the magistrate's mages entering the dining room. Good morning, he said to Henry and Margot as he passed. Henry nodded with a mouthful of food. When he looked at Margot, he found her scowling at him, her arms crossed. Relax and finish your breakfast, he urged. I'm not hungry anymore, she said coldly. We need to get going. Henry nodded, chugged his remaining apple juice, and rose from the table. Drinking break! Damn, Marta's a bitch, huh? Guy's just a functionary saying hello. I mean, you don't have to, like, be mean to him. Jesus. Good beer. Good morning beer. <laughs> that see it like did that twice oh my god is this gonna sound bad let's pause for a second we're gonna let's hit nah what's who gives a shit like i'm gonna redo this um okay here we go margo felt relieved once outside she feared that they would try to start a conversation either she or henry would give up their true purpose or more likely just come off as suspicious they hadn't discussed any backstory after all, so they would eventually get things wrong. On the streets, she started walking east. Of course, we need some directions, don't we? This morning, the town seemed far livelier than the previous night. She actually felt safe with residents about, even though there were occasional soldiers loitering, apparently on duty, looking for any problems resulting from their raid from the t two nights prior. That seems weird. From two nights prior. Their raid from two nights prior. I guess. I mean, eh. I think I was trying to be fancy and it just comes off as stupid. However, like Henry had pointed out, nobody took any notice of them. At the eastern outskirts of town, they saw a number of soldiers standing around 
by a cart as they walked. As they approached, one finally straightened up and walked into the street. Whoa, wait a second, he said with his hand up. Margot and Henry stopped dutifully. <laughs> Duty. Uh, where are you two headed? Without hesitation, Margot said, to my cousin's farm, which I believe is this way. I can't let you go this way, miss, he said without any threatening tone. I think we're expected, Henry tried adding. There's no farms out this way, the soldier said. We've been here a few days now, and this road doesn't have a farm on it. Margot hit Henry in mock annoyance. You said it was this way. Ow, Henry said, clearly not expecting this. Ugh, usual man can't ask for directions, am I right? Uh, I thought it was over here. Thank you, sir, for your help, Margot said, smiling. She turned and walked back towards the inn, and Henry quickly followed suit. Do you think we should just go around, Henry asked. No, let's just walk past them. They're just soldiers. We can probably use some magic. Let's make a show of heading down this side street. When they turned, Margot looked back towards the handful of soldier guarding the eastbound road. <laughs> I like just soldier in the uh, the singular. Makes it sound like geese. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I couldn't think of a good example. Um, attorneys general? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Um, they were back to lounging and waiting, clearly bored with their task. Margot wondered how long they'd be stuck here blocking the street. She guessed it would be a few days at most. Just a quick spell, and we should be okay, Margot said as she snapped her fingers. We need to be quiet as well, and hopefully there's no mages over there. The couple walked briskly back towards the soldier. Just one? Who this time... There was a whole bunch of them. What the fuck? Who this time took no notice of them. Margot's spell was sloppy but simple, which meant it didn't take much of her energy to make it happen. However, a mage would be able to notice it quickly if they were looking for it. She breathed easier. Um, I'm at the bottom. Let's do, let's do a scroll here, right? Okay. She breathed easier, easier though, as they approached and passed the soldiers, seeing that they were there were in fact no mages about. As they, uh, they walked another few hundred yards, that's like meters, into, I'm not even going to do the joke. I feel lazy today, and I'm annoyed that I keep seeing, like, microphone pops. What the fuck? Um, she released the spell as they continued deeper into the forest along the wide road. I hope this forest continues all the way to the settlement, Henry said. Why, Mario asked. There's no underbrush here. Henry said, waving his arm in a wide arc. We can walk through the woods if the road is guarded again. Good idea, she agreed. How far along is this place, Henry asked. It should be just around... Dot, 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 she started, but quickly snapped her fingers, hiding Henry and herself from plain sight. Through the trees, she could just make out the magistrate's mages gathered near the road. Let's head into the woods. You lead. Margot's spell was weak, so they couldn't get any closer to the mages up ahead. Instead, the maid nearly as good time running along the forest floor, carpeted thick with pine needles. Ooh, setting! 
When she judged them far enough from the road, she released her spell, and the couple carefully ran through the woods, keeping low and avoiding the occasional obstacle. Ahead, Margot could see the trees opening up into some sort of clearing. Both she and Henry kept low as they approached the edge of the forest, but they had reached the settlement. Drinking break! That's so exciting. Mmm. Yeah, Labatt makes some good-ass products. What's up? I, I don't know. Sometimes I like, other than Labatt Blue, I kind of, maybe Molson is better? I don't know. It's more expensive, so it must be better, right? That's how the world works. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. I feel like we're going pretty quick, but we got like a hundred lines to go. Henry looked out at what he assumed was the settlement. Looking out into the fields, he could see that there had been a number of buildings, but most were now reduced to heaps of rubble. In the distance, he could see a collection of mages hard at work on a larger building, trying to damage and demolish it. Ooh, spooky. They were far enough away and far too occupied to notice he and Margot at such a distance, so he stepped into the field. This is bad, Margot said, after they rushed out into the field and stepped behind the ruins of what Henry thought was a house. They've destroyed everything. What should we be looking for, Henry asked. He didn't see much value in this task now beyond seeing the devastation. Looking down at the rubble, he picked up a single boot and threw it back into the pile. I guess the pile of rubble? I don't know. If you know what I'm talking about, write into the show, jeffreadsbook.com. I feel like I'm not making that many jokes, but it's because this is bad. All right. Um, I don't know exactly, Margot said. Remember he asked, what, do you, what should we be looking for? Margot said, let's just move around through here. They worked from the remnants of one building to the next, and Henry failed to find anything of interest. He did note that there really didn't seem to be much evidence of a true fight. He wondered if the entire place just immediately gave up. There's something wrong with this place, Margot said suddenly when they had reached maybe their seventh building. There spelled wrong, but not the wrong there, because I'm not a dumbass. Although, didn't we do that on a different chapter? I feel like we did. (laughs) Henry simply replied, yes, everything's been destroyed. No, shut up, Margot said, looking carefully away from their current pile of rubble. She squinted in concentration. Concentration is what I wrote. Concentration. And Henry quietly waited for her to explain. He didn't see anything interesting happening. Finally, As Henry's interest waned, and he began idly looking around, Margot hit him and pointed. There should be a building right there. Amongst the destruction in front of them was a plot of open field. It did seem unusually large compared to the spacing of former buildings. There was nothing remarkable about it, though. I guess, he said, shrugging. Margot squinted at the space and turned her head in different directions, Jeff clearly stole this from, what, uh, Life, the Universe, and Everything? Yeah, seems like it, doesn't it? When um, 
the uh, Bistromath spaceship lands on Earth and it's got the uh, bop, 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 somebody else's problem field and like Ford's like looking and jumping around. Yeah. Well, that's just great, Jeff. Way to freaking violate copyright. Is that violating copy? Whatever. Terry Brooks wrote a whole book series that's just violating copyright. It's called the Shannara series. Look it up. It's just Lord of the Rings, except not as good. All right. Well, uh, let's make that difference. Lord of the Rings, but easier to read. <laughs> and you don't get the insane nerds who talk about Tom Bombadil constantly. It makes me want to kill them. All right. I don't want to kill anybody, but I do want to smack him in the face. All right. Where were we? Uh, I, I, is that a hot take saying Terry Brooks just ripped off like um, Tolkien? I feel like it's not a hot take. I feel like I've read that places before, but whatever. Terry Brooks is fine. I like his books. Some, at least. Eh, whatever. Um, Margot squinted at the space and turned her head in different directions. I don't see anything, but I'm sure I'm right. Come with me, she said. And she walked to the open area. Henry looked back at the distant red-cloaked mages, then towards Margot as she walked towards the empty space, then around its perimeter as if she were avoiding it. Henry laughed. Ha! Are you afraid to step in the grass over there? She turned to him with a confused face. What are you talking about? You just walked around the outside of the space, he said. No, I walked, she started, but trailed off, looking again at the open grassy area. Henry watched as she scrunched her face in concentration and stepped forward, disappearing as she did so. <gasps> Ooh, must be magic! Ooh, so scary! Okay. Does anybody remember? Oh, I'm having trouble, like, keeping where I am in this. Let's have some beer. That could only make it better, right? Henry's eyes went wide in fear. Oh my god, I'm so scared! Because he's a little bitch. He walked up to the empty area and stood at its edge. Suddenly, Margot's hand appeared out of nowhere and yanked him forward. He felt the tingle of passing through a strong magical field and found himself standing in front of a small house. I remember this one time. Uh, I rewired, I put like a new... Um, what did I say? I grounded some uh, electrical sockets in my basement. Ran them right to a nice water, copper water pipe. It's great. It's fine. They work. It's fine. But when they renovated our kitchen, they disconnected that line, right? The, the ground line I attached. And I remember going into the back room where the servers are that run off these grounded sockets. And I turned the light on and the whole like light switch was tingling with electricity. I'm like, Okay, this is bad. I gotta ground this like ASAP. <laughs> but it was just, it was just like a buzzing that you get. You put your hand near it, and you're like, oh, this is bad. <laughs> anyway, problem fixed. It's connected to a water pipe again. All right. Um, let's see. Suddenly, Margaret's opponent. Huh? You were right, he said, looking back out through the bubble that surrounded them. He could see everything outside but it was tinged in odd blue. Oh, that's not good for your eyes, man. This is strong magic, Margot said. I wouldn't have noticed it if you hadn't said something about my avoiding the space. I wasn't trying to, but the magic pushes you around the bubble here. 
She poked at the blue fuzziness with her finger with interest. So nobody noticed this house, Henry said, fascinated. Is there a house there? Uh, okay. <laughs> Margo's appeared through the... Oh, he was found... All right, we did say there was a house. I thought I just thought there was a house and never wrote anything about it. But why would anyone hide this house, Margot asked, turning back to the unremarkable structure. It was a wood home with a thatch roof, not something that would be considered nice by any means in this world. I would guess that someone was just trying to protect it, he said idly, strolling around to the front, then turning to look back out of the bubble. Then turning to look back out of the bubble. I can't believe they missed this, he exclaimed, laughing. Ha! Well, yeah, well, I'm guessing. Henry, behind you, Margot suddenly yelled. Henry spun as fast as he could back towards the house, falling onto one knee as he did so and putting up a shield in front of him. Probably magical shield. Unless Henry just carries around. Has he just been carrying around a, like, massive shield this whole time? Like, um... I don't know any, like, shield names, but, uh, you know, you have, like, the round ones made out of wood. But, uh, you know, let's, let's go with, like, SWAT team. Riot shield? Yeah, okay. So he put his riot shield in front of him, right? Falling onto one knee as he did so and putting up a riot shield in front of himself just as the weak energy sphere collided with it. A young man, seeing his attack failed, ran back into the house and slammed the front door. Henry, don't you hate when people say shut the front door instead of shut the fuck up? I hate it. Okay, just thought I'd add that. If you hate it too, write into the show, jeffreadsbook.com. Okay, my neck hurts. Um, a young man, seeing his attack failed, ran back into the house and slammed the front door. Henry stood and brushed off his knee. The ground was somewhat moist. Ugh, God, and if you're wearing jeans and your knee's wet now, ugh. And he frowned at the damp circle on his pant leg. When he looked up, Margot had rushed to the door and began knocking. Hello, she called. We don't mean any harm. We're just here to ask what happened. Henry walked up to the door and stood just behind Margot. She tried again to no avail. Let me try, he said to her, stepping up to the door. He knocked strongly but didn't pound on it, so I don't know what that means. Hi, we're from the we're from Sandhill Temple to see what we're here from Sandhill. Okay. Hi, we're here from Sandhill Temple to see what happened. If there are 3 of you in there, and I'm guessing there are, you should know that the magistrates are looking for you. Now we can either speak calmly or I'd be happy to draw the magistrates agent's attention over to this hidden house. I don't want to because they suck, but I will because I get annoyed easily. He looked at Margot smiling. Good, right? Margot just frowned at him with her arms crossed. Ugh, so disapproving, am I right? Henry and his flippant attitude. Ugh. Right? Oh, God. Good, right? The door opened a crack, and Henry turned back around to see a face poking out. You're not with the magistrates, he asked nervously. Do I look like I am, Henry said. Margot slapped him on the shoulder. Drinking break. This is a fake drinking break for sure, though. Mm. No, we definitely aren't with the magistrates, she said calmly. We came from Sandhill Temple when we heard what had happened. 
When the man didn't react or open the door further, Margot continued, I am Margot Lafleur, and this is Henry McCallum. We're here to help. Lafleur, a voice inside exclaimed. Probably wanted to save the full name for later, Henry said, smiling. Margot stuck her tongue out at him. After some quiet chatter, the door swung all the way opened. And that ends chapter 23! So that chapter, it was pretty dull, right? I I did mark that it was going to be like they were sneaking around. They did sneak past like a couple sets of guards and stuff. And I thought it would be, you know, they were going to go, they went into the settlement. They were looking through the rubble. Henry found a boot. They uh, found a house that was hidden. I thought, though, that there'd be more like investigation. I mean, that was really quick, right? They went into the rubble. Margot noticed there should be a house there, and then they found the house. It was very quick. I, I, I thought more would have happened. You know, you probably could have written a chapter or two on this little segment that was a little longer, but it was just in and out real quick. Oh, they found the house. Great. <laughs> so it wasn't really, like, interesting investigation, I guess. It, was just, it just happened. Ugh. I don't know. It was okay. It was okay. At least there was some magic and... Uh, Henry was attacked. That's always fun. Uh, What else? Uh, Like a shit ton of typos. I don't know what else to say about it. It was kind of boring. How do you think they would, like, demolish, like, a whole settlement? Like, do they have magical bulldozers and front-end loaders? Or is it just magic? I I guess just magic, right? That seems like a lot of magic, though, to knock over multiple houses. I mean, it takes a while, I bet. I don't know. I don't know. I wonder how they did that. Not really explained in the book, so who cares? Maybe they use, like, some sort of magical elephant or something that just, you know, stomps around and breaks things and stuff like that. That's my guess, yeah. Uh, What else can I say about it? Not much. I mean, it is what it is. Am I right, folks? They did find the three people they're looking for. If we infer that that's what was going on there, and uh, let's infer that. I think that's fair. Um... Yeah, whatever. Let's just dive into discussion questions, right? Who gives a shit? Okay, all right. So at the beginning of the chapter, our heroes, they're in a hotel room. Margot's napping still. Henry decides to wake her up. And he's nice about it. He, like, rubs her arm. And then he, like, shakes her shoulder. Like, what is your go-to method for waking somebody up in the morning, right? Like, let's say you get up first. How are you waking that person up, huh? And let's not be lewd, people. Um... I know as an adolescent, uh, my father would wake everybody in the family up on like a Saturday by throwing pots and pans across the kitchen, or at least that's what I would guess was happening because it was so loud in the freaking kitchen. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Just right into the show. What do you use to wake someone up? Like, you know, if the lovely Laura is sleeping in a little too long, uh, I prefer to go with air horn. Yeah, just stand in the bedroom doorway and just let that baby rip until she gets out of bed. You know what I mean? I think that's a good way to go. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Question two. Okay. This one's fun. Okay. So Margot twice used like a hiding spell, like trying to hide herself. Okay. What would you use a hiding spell for? Like in legit, if you could like sneak around people and let's keep it clean. No need to be lewd. I understand the like sneaking into people's room and yeah, being all stocky like, um, 
Um, um, what is that? Is that a Phil Collins song? Every step you take or whatever, every move you make, I'll be watching you. I don't know who did that song. Who cares? It doesn't matter. But um, yeah, if we dispense with like stalking people, how about um, what are you going to do with a hiding spell? I feel like I would use it to pilfer. That's right. I would like use it to steal like a Coke <laughs> from from like a convenience store or yeah, that kind of shit. Yeah. And, you know, I won't do it to a mom and pop place. We'll do it to like a national centrally owned chain. Right. That's what we're going to do. But other than that, I don't know. I don't have any real good ideas. I don't feel like I would steal expensive things because I think uh, maybe I have like some moral compass in that I'll only steal things that are worth less than five dollars. Is that it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'd probably steal soda. That's what I would do. Yeah. Not even beer, just soda. Mm. Mm. Oh, what would you use it for? I can't think of anything else good. Uh, you know what I would do? I would sneak up on my cat. <laughs> that would be fun. I already can sneak up on her, though, so that's not really fair. She's deaf as hell. Um, what else would you be able to do? Uh, it would be fun to drive around invisible. That'd be fun, like in your car. So, like, not the car being invisible, just you. So it looks like nobody's driving the car and it's just driving down the highway, right? I mean, you can actually do that, too, if you're a... Uh, piece of shit Tesla owner who reclines all the way and like puts his foot on the steering wheel so it still acknowledges someone's in the car and then just takes a nap while they're on the highway. You know what I mean? Something like that. I don't know. Right into the show, you're going to head over to Jeff Reads' book. You are going to head over to jeffreadsbook.com. You are going to do that. And then while you're there, you can hit me up. You can hit me up on email at uh, jeff at rainbow-100.com. You can hit me up on Mastodon at jeff at toot.rainbow-100.com or hit me up on Twitter at Fortran Jeff right into the show. Send me a goddamn tweet because nobody does that. Oh, so boring. All right. That'll be fun. Well, that about does it for today's episode. It is now afternoon, so I don't feel as bad about finishing this beer, right? Mm. But anyway, uh, I got to get on with like well, I already said I wasn't going to mow the lawn today. I am going to cut up a melon. I got We have a melon I got to cut up. And I might make some cookies. And then I have that stupid-ass meeting at 2, which I'm not pleased about. So uh, I hope you guys have a better day. And until next time, keep on reading. Keep on reading.